0: Subjects. A sense of dread rolled over him, heavy and ominous. Why? This mission was not unlike many he and his men had performed for the king. Save on one point he suddenly realized, one very important point that gave him pause. Recovered from your joust with the Wildcat! Jarin, riding beside him, gave him a mocking grin. Wildcat indeed! the falcon of emerald forest of all things. He blew out a laugh. She would not have gotten the best of me if I hadn't granted her the favor due her sex. And she took that favor and made you eat it, Twould seem, indeed, a rather comely lass from what I saw. A pair of eyes the color of jade, fringed in thick lashes, flitted through Ronar's mind. Mayhap. But what good is beauty housed in lunacy? Ah, but I do so like a challenge, Jarin winked. Then when we pass through Emerald Forest again, may her arrow be aimed at you, my friend, Ronar chuckled. They rounded a corner, then ascended the hill to the castle. Lush gardens surrounded the entrance, whirling the sweet scent of lavender and roses around them, and sweeping away the foul stench of the village. Ronar drew a deep breath as they halted before the gatehouse. Who goes there? The shout came from above. Bishop Godfrey of Montreuse to see Lady De Declare, Ronar responded. That should get their attention, he said to Damien on his left. The man's stern features seemed even harsher in the torchlight. Tis rare to have the king's special adviser at one's door the knight replied, scanning the surrounding darkness. Damien, ever the staunch warrior, the best fighter Ronar ever had the fortune to battle beside. What is taking them so long? The bishop spat from within the coach. How dare they make me wait? Ronar exchanged a glance of disdain with Jarin. Ah, to be rid of his excellency's company, if only for a knight. Mayhap they, Jarin's reply was cut off as the gate swung open, and Ronar led them forward over a bridge into a small courtyard. Torches on posts cast flickering light over the inner bailey that was soon a rush with squires, servants and knights. Keeping his hand atop the hilt of his sword, Ronar slid from pennants and handed the reins to a stable boy. A knight started toward them. Dressed in chainmail with a sword at his side, he was a large imposing man, around whom the stench of alcohol whirled like a haunting spectre. Walter de Gay, captain of the guard. His eyes flashed upon seeing the king's insignia on their forearms. To what do we owe the pleasure of the king's guard? Had the man not been informed of the identity of his guest? The knight's hazy eyes sped to the coach where the bishop's page assisted him down. "'Your Grace!' He stumbled toward him and then bowed clumsily. "'We were not expecting—' The bishop cut him off. "'We wish to see Lady de Clare immediately. "'Of course.' Sir de Gay gathered himself and escorted them past the chapel and servants' quarters, through a set of large wooden doors, into the main hall of the castle— where a tall middle-aged man with a commanding stride met them. A purple tunic covered with a vermilion silk surcoat, threaded with golden filigree, flaunted his high status. That and a jewelled brooch positioned at his throat. Graying brown hair curled around his face, matching the thick brows dipping over cold, dark eyes. A chill coursed down Rona. Sir Francis Legault at your service. Ignoring Rona and his men, he approached the bishop and bowed himself so far to the ground Rona thought he might fall. Your Excellency, forgive me, we did not receive word of your visit. Rise. The bishop glanced around the great hall, empty now save for a few servants. Banners bearing the heraldry of various lords and knights draped from the ceiling high above them while tapestries lined the cold stone walls. Shields and a battered Saxon war-axe hung over the high seat above an immense hearth whose flames added light to the candles perched in wall-brackets.